that's the hard part about right now too. And we kind of talked about this a little bit too. It's the fact that like, I don't feel like there's been any sort of standard for what everyone, well, let me correct myself. (laughs) There is a standard of what people were advised to do. However, not everyone felt the same way or did the same things. So now that we're all trying to like, you know, slowly creep out the curtains and like see what's going on, everyone's at a different point right now, which I think is the hardest, hardest part, not even just jujitsu, but like just in general, man, being like a human being trying to figure out like what to do next. Welcome to the show. How have you been? Um, I've been all right. How about yourself? Been all right. Trying to get back in the groove. We like we were messaging and talking about the other day. Man, just trying to get back to some sort of I don't need I hate the term normalcy nowadays. You know what I mean? How people are like, we gotta get back to normal or we gotta get back to the way things were. I'm like, I just wanna figure out what I'm doing. That's what's going to do what's what is now I, I don't i'm not worried Thank about you. normal i just want to know oh my what, oh the new normal my husband hates that when people are always yeah. like oh the new normal no no just we're pressing forward history has know. been made continue moving <laughs> i don't know if you can see how hard i just rolled my eyes did you my right. husband does every time uh, in the beginning i said it of course before we knew how long everything was going to take right i was okay when things get back to normal we'll just see what our new normal is now i'm like please don't say that crap don't say yeah. that it's a stupid phrase doesn't make any sense anytime, no. anytime <laughs> i hear it i'm just like oh, like the, the new the new normal has been going on for the past year. Like, oh, my like, God. It feels like longer. Yeah. Well, it, it depends. Some places were not locked right. down, but, you know, some places were going into precaution. Yeah. Um, you know. When they were supposed to. Oh, I said that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like our gym, we had just moved in to a new location. Oh, yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah. And then we moved in uh, January 2nd third and you know a month later it just all the wheels fell off because of everything and it's it's been very bizarre now trying to come back because we opened back up in july but we had restrictions and even with that people you know i i wasn't going in i think i went into a handful of classes yeah and I was training privately with one of my teammates because he, like we're both similar in the ideal that we don't go out anywhere. We're not yeah. social butterflies. So I think, I think that's yeah. the hard part about right now too. And we kind of talked about this a little bit too. It's the fact that like, I don't feel like there's been any sort of standard for what everyone, well, let me, correct myself, (laughs) there is a standard of what people were advised to do. However, not everyone felt the same way or did the same things. 
So now that we're all trying to like, you know, slowly creep out the curtains and like see what's going on, everyone's at a different point right now, which I think is the hardest, hardest part, not even just jujitsu, but like just in general, man, being like a human being trying to figure out like what to do next, I feel like. Well, there was a point, you know, you go on social media and there's tons of everyone's an expert on social media, yeah. especially when it comes to uh, viruses. Everybody's a virologist now, right? <laughs> um, which was awesome to know. I didn't know I had so many friends that, you know, knew, knew so everything about viruses, but um, that's good to know. Next time we have another outbreak, I know who not to turn to. Um, <laughs> but there were I put up a post on Facebook about, you know, not being able to see my grandparents. And yeah. I take that very, very serious because, yeah. you know, they're in their 90s, you know, and, and they're following the rules. And, oh, excuse me, an old classmate of mine commented, bro, just go see them. And it's like, it, no, like. That's what makes it so hard is you got everyone's doing different stuff. And that, well, that's the thing, though, too, people, a lot of people that I know that are you know, carrying that kind of attitude though, they are individuals that may be single, like relationship wise. Oh, yeah. Um, and family isn't really a factor for them. Right. So, and that's not to say that they don't care about their family that does exist, but you know, they're not in a position where, you know, I didn't see my grandparents too too often, but you know, all the major holidays, definitely. Yeah. And you know, the last time I got to sit down and talk to my grandparents was, you know, Christmas of 2019. So it it was, you know, sad for me, you know, I'm sure sad for many others yeah. um, who even, you know, may have lost loved ones and, you know, just going into the mind frame, you know, as the rest of the summer carried on and we want to see what's coming next. Then when, you know, we start getting, at least here in Maryland, we started getting things to open up a little bit more. Yeah. And here in Maryland, that they went buck wild. I was like, huh? Wait, like we can go into the bowling alley? And they're like, we can go everywhere without masks. I was like, no. Right? No. That's the that's such the crazy thing about it all. Here too in Georgia, it's been I don't even so here's the funny thing. I don't even totally know how it's been because we for us like we were talking about family if you're a parent and all that stuff we just kind of decided what our bubble was going to be and what we were going to do um and we're only just now starting to venture out even though there were quite a few people near us that they're like oh things are open you just have to wear a mask but also here there were a lot of different areas where you didn't have to wear a mask but then there were other stores that like it's mandatory that you wear a mask there's sometimes i go into grocery stores and there are signs that say you're supposed to but some people don't and you can always tell i feel so bad for anyone that works in retail or anything these days because just such an awkward thing, right? Because everyone has a different mentality about it. Like I'm, I'm not going to come on here and blast what my opinion is. However, my opinion is if the door says shoes, shirt, pants, and shoes must be worn. And now it says a mask must be worn. I'm going to do it. Whatever. We'll just move on about our day. <laughs> so, so that's, that's actually a good point though. 
because <laughs> when you think about it, you know, you see the sign on the door that says um, shoes and shirt, um, yeah. you know, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Right. And no one argues with that anymore. Yeah. No one walks in without a shirt on and says, it's my right to not wear a shirt. Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> not yeah. to get too like political. <laughs> no. Um, at my job, it's, it, it's, it's retail, but they listed it as real estate. Right. Um, to keep us open. And initially what I enjoyed about it was we got to continue to earn, but the yeah. doors were locked. So no one could come into the building yeah. and anyone that needed help, they just called the number on the door and we assist them the best we can. And it's funny how many people don't read signs on the door, which no. that leads to an incident today <laughs> as well. <laughs> As I'm on lunch break, and I have the sign on there that clearly says I'm on lunch break, and a lady's like tapping on the door, yanking on the door, and it's like, dude, that sign isn't invisible. Right. Read but, it. <laughs> but when it came to people having to call, people are upset about that. They, they, you know, I had one guy I worked a different property that's not my normal one. He comes in yelling at me because they were doing some other construction at the property, mm-hmm. and. You know, I, I was offering to help him. And as I'm talking, it's like, you take that stupid mask off. And I was like, I'm Stop not. Stop it. Like, no. And I was like, I'm not going to take my mask off. And then, you know, he yeah. used some colorful, profane words and walked out. Stop. And people, it's like, look, man, if you it's don't. It, it, I don't know. It's just my feeling on it is it's not even about me as much as it's about, like, I don't know, but like I could be asymptomatic and, yeah. if, you know, I'm walking around breathing and sneezing on things. Not that that's what I was doing before COVID anyway. Well, well I, right. But knowledge is power. So now you know that it could be a thing. So, you know what, I'm going to put this piece of cloth over my face. And at the mm-hmm. end of the day, maybe it helped. Maybe it didn't, whatever. It didn't, it didn't hurt anybody. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of enjoying the mask. Right. <laughs> I don't like to go out a whole bunch. And when I do go out and I get to wear a mask, you don't and... have to smile. You can stick yeah. your tongue out at people. You can make horrible faces and they have no idea. You can mouth terrible words to people. Oh my God. Yes. That's know. my favorite. So it's like, I, I, but I like being able to just go out. Nobody knows it's me. One of my teammates recognized me. Out I almost find it like exciting when I recognize someone with a mask on. Cause I feel like I truly know that person. Like I saw someone the other day and I was like, Oh, was it, I think, yeah. Oh, what's up Reggie. And he was like, oh, I couldn't, I mean, although it's easy for someone to, I have a shaved half shaved yeah. head and blue hair. So, I mean, right. Like it's easy for other people <laughs> to know me, but in general, I always get excited when I see someone and I recognize them with their mask on because I feel like I've like played this game and I figured out who you were like, yay, I could tell who you were from your eyeballs. <laughs> uh, with coming back into just getting back into training. Yeah. How is that? Like, how is it the transition coming back for you? Well, I'm still transitioning, honestly. I mean, to be 100% honest, we're in a unique situation. You know, we um, own a small studio. So, you know, we're small. We downsized at the beginning of everything, um, closed, downsized, changed some things. Um, I personally am not even back to regular class yet. However, a lot of that is just because we don't have a babysitter. And since we own the place, you know, my husband is teaching. So I 
you know, I can't just be like, oh, I'm going to let my husband watch the kids so that I can train. Like I, we can have a sitter. Um, so it's so funny because I've just been thinking about this a lot. Um, it's hard. And I think it's harder from a mental standpoint than anything else, because number one, like, I feel like I did all this great mental work, right. While we're home, like, okay, I'm going to focus on me. What do I need? I want to be stronger and confident and, and feel all these things. And then now, like, I got to go out and start doing that and applying that right. Like around other people and being confident. But then when you get to the mat, um, you know, I do some private lessons. I have a small, I call it my jujitsu bubble of people that like we communicate about where they've been and okay, this person got their vaccine. I got my vaccine. So I'm fully vaccinated now as of Sunday. Um, so, you know, I am still training with people actively. I'm training. I'm just not going to like three days a week, regular group class. Actually, if anything, I'm probably doing more jujitsu and training now, but I'm more methodical and plan it out. Um, but anyway, the whole, just getting back out there with people that, you know, you, you see on social media or you watch, um, some of the fights going on and you see all these people that are like, they got a belt promotion or they got a a stripe or they're stronger, they're faster, they're smaller, they're more muscular. It's such a mental mind game right now to get back Mm -hmm. out there. You know what I mean? That has been a big effect on me. Just so during the break, I guess we'll say. I was really <laughs> we'll call it a break. <laughs> we were on a break. Um, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they call it the blip. Um, oh, can we please refer to that? Yes, <laughs> it's a blip. The pandemic. Uh, during the blip. blip. Okay. We, I, I trained with one of my teammates, one on one, he and I, for. I want to say probably almost from the beginning, just okay. And and it it was helpful for me because we primarily did no gi because he was a no gi guy. We worked on takedowns quite a bit, and that was I was I was okay with that because ultimately it's grappling. Yeah, grappling is grappling. Granted, there are differences obviously with the gi versus no gi, but grappling all the same. So. During that period, we did a lot of training. Then once the gym started opening back up, we were then limited. You had to sign up for class. Mm-hmm. We have nine to a uh, class. Yeah. Um, nine, yeah, nine students, one teacher, so 10 in the gym. And, you know, there's a wait list. It was just all this stuff, which understandable, and I respect it. Uh, it, it, it then with my wife going back to work, too, having that you know, been working, she was going yeah. back to work six days. So, you know, I didn't have the opportunity. Like I could go to the fundamentals class, which I'm okay with going to the fundamental class. I would prefer just mm-hmm. working fundamentals over. Which is so important over. right now. I feel like, especially with everyone having gone through the blip, you know, like let's, let's go back to ground one. Let's fundamentals. But our, so in during all of this as well, our gym sold. The owner, Jim. Mm-hmm. So, so, and the new owner, he's our um, he's our mastery advanced class uh, coach. You know, right. great guy. You know, so it, it wasn't a weird transition. Yeah, I think the schedule 
was the weirdest thing because then part of what was going on there too is, you know, the fundamentals class was primarily the white belt class. Mm-hmm. You might get a blue belt here and there. Yeah. You know, never see a purple belt in there or brown belt, brown belt, you know, nothing over blue is in there. And there's right. only is the most I've seen in the fundamentals since all of this is three blue belts. And that's fine. You know, whatever's whatever. But, you know, training and, you know, kind of getting in the work is it's fine. But then, you know, now trying to think about, okay, the more advanced stuff moving up. Yeah. I don't have that opportunity because those classes are later. And with my wife working, you know, I I know there's this ideal where, you know, you'll have people, we kind of talked about this before, I believe, like the lady who, you know, just had a baby or she might have been pregnant. She's pushing, you know, another baby in a stroller. Yeah. Yeah. You know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. And different comfort levels, I think is the biggest thing here. (laughs) So, you know, and, and that, that image always comes to mind when, People are like, well, you can bring your daughter to class. It's like, yeah, I could bring her to class. That starts at 8 o'clock. It ends at 9.30. We get out of there. Now, mind you, it ends at 9.30. You're probably straggling around Mm -hmm. to about 9.40, 9.45. Mm -hmm. You got about a 15, 20-minute drive to get home. Then you get home. Now it's, okay, I got a shower. We got to get her ready for bed. By the time everything's all said and done, it's 11, after 11 o'clock for bedtime. Yeah, And people were like, no, nah, it's okay. You should do that. And like, no, it's not okay. Well, we talked about it before too. A lot of it is about balance because let's, let's be real. Most of us do jujitsu because we love the sport. We want self-defense. It's confidence builder. There's like a whole ton of different things. Um, but we're not getting paid on some big stage to do this. So we have to be realistic, at least in my opinion, yes. especially now, like we were talking about comfort level and, you know, what do you do going back? You know, I'm sure a lot of people, when they hear me say like, oh, well, we don't really have a sitter, you know, oh, well, then why don't you just go on one of those sitter tree things and just like get a sitter? Well, you know, COVID in general, like, I don't know what people are doing. I don't know who's vaccinated. And also right now they don't have vaccines for kids. I mean, again, not to come on and blast my personal opinion, that's just a safety concern that we're taking into effect across all facets of our life right so the same comes to jujitsu i'm not just gonna dump my kid at joe smo's house to watch her so i can go train jujitsu and i'm not gonna bring her with me again like you said and then we're up late and i mean you know at some point she needs a stable okay we go to bed at this time we wake up at this time and um you know i think that's the hardest part of everything right now is that especially like you mentioned um single people and definitely not to be like oh (laughs) bjj mama and off the mats are only for people that aren't single but like there's just a different um mindset i think across all of it so there's maybe people that like you said they're they're single the blip happened i'm going to keep calling it the blip by the way um they kept training and all these things. So now that we're trying to get back to the grind and get back to whatever it is that our new schedule is going to be, you caught yourself, (laughs) whatever our new schedule is going to be like, we have to make changes and adjustments. You know what I mean? Like we're only just now talking about going back um, to the gym 
for weightlifting. And even there, you know, I have friends that I keep in touch with, very dear friends. I hold no judgment of what other people do with whatever it is they choose to do. Okay. So going back to things though, you there are people that, oh man, when I was weightlifting before, I was lifting heavier and now this person has surpassed me, but that's not fair. Okay. Well, I just chose chose to take a year off. The blip happened. You know, we made changes, but I think it's the same thing in jujitsu. So it's just such a, a funny time right now. And I really hope as a community though, and I feel like I can see it somewhat, you know, at least across social media and other facets right now, at least with the people that I know, people are being accepting and understanding, you know, like um, I've the training partner that we train with and he has kids and we're both stay at home parents. But anytime his kid even has like a sniffle now, he will tell me and then I will just be very honest and be like, well, we're just going to choose to sit this out because we've made it this far. You know what I mean? But maybe two years ago, I probably would have been like, whatever, it's a snuffle. We're going to go train. Who cares? Right. But you have to think about everything differently now, I feel like. So it's just a matter of like showing your training partners grace and understanding, but also showing yourself grace. I feel like, you know, like I want to get out there and train and then I beat myself up if I'm not doing all the things that I did great before. Well, I haven't done those things in a while. So that's where my mentality is right now. And I have to readjust myself because, you know, I, I went down to, uh, what is it? it? Near DC, Chantilly, Virginia, and trained with um, the uh, gentleman who runs Epic Roll BJJ. Okay. And, oh, cool. And really nice guys. He has it, the cool it, hoodies. Yes. Um, just a, a phenomenal gym. Just such, such nice people. Uh, like getting there, not a problem at all. Pretty fun drive. Coming back, not so much. Uh-oh. Uh, that 495 traffic, just, it, it was a, like, Sounds like G- Atlanta. <laughs> the GPS told me to go one way. It was like, hey, we're going to get you around this. All it was telling me was to take the exit and then come off on the other exit. So basically you go up the exit, do the stoplight and then come off the next exit back to oh, where you no. were. Um, but it, what it was saying is like, it's going to save you five minutes. And it was like, I can see what they mean. Right. But, but. that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Never doing that again. But, but went down there and, you know, I'm rolling with their, um, their white and blue belts, just kind of getting the feel felt fine. It, you know, most of the, most of my movement felt, fine my timing was still a little off and in my confidence yeah confidence oh it's huge things that i know that i'm good at i was just hesitant to do also i'm at at a a new gym as well so i'm you know i'm not an unsafe train you know training partner by any means but it's there's also just kind of just i don't know you just want to be respectful um, in, oh, yeah. in many regards. You got to get in a groove. So what, eventually, you know, it, it was an open mat. So, you know, we all started out in a gi. Then eventually we all switched to no gi. Once we hit no gi, I was already burnt out and I'm not good at no gi. <laughs> like as I'm rolling with people, 
the entire time, I just kept thinking, dude, I'm your restaurant right now. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Don't disrespect me like this. I'm your guest and you're treating me as a restaurant. Restaurant. Um, but it, it was but it was kind of a wake up call to me the that to remind myself like you you need to get out there and get challenged and unfortunately yeah. the way that my gym schedules work out it doesn't work with my work schedule and life schedule for my gym because so we went from being an Ivy League MMA that was the original name of it mm-hmm. to crazy eight crazy 88 MMA which there are now three crazy 88 MMAs in Maryland okay Elk Ridge Maryland Owens Mills, Maryland, and now Savannah Park, which is our location. I've gone over to Elk Ridge and I've trained. I'm going to go there tomorrow, even though when this comes out, it won't be tomorrow. Right. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> <two weeks. laughs> but the point is, um, I've gone over there and I've trained with them. And I know they have, you know, some flexibility with their schedules, though, too, for their advanced class, but still doesn't jive with my schedule as far as weekends. Yeah. And daytime goes because of work. So it becomes frustrating for myself knowing, and I was talking with a teammate the other night about this as well, that I know what I need to do. I just can't get to it because oh, yeah. it's just not available. And, you know, I don't want to go to coach and be like, hey, man, like, what's up? Like, can we get some of those events classes, yeah. you know, maybe on a Friday at seven, you know, something like that. Um, cause I know he coaches those, so it's really based off of his schedule. Right. Um, but it, I am aware, you know, just coming back, things aren't going to be how they were before yeah. COVID. And in one of my teammates, when I did, I did get to one of the advanced classes and, you know, it was kind of that welcome back Dante. Everybody's excited. Dante's back, which felt nice. I was like, dude, that's yeah. really cool. You guys like me. And everybody's like. I want to roll with Dante. Wait, you guys don't seem to like me so much right now. Why are you doing this to me? I got it out for you. But uh, (laughs) one of the guys, he says to me, because I kept pushing myself, like I didn't take a break at all. Like I stayed in there with everyone. I went with him twice and he, he's the, we call him the Viking. He's a monster of a human. I went with him twice and, you know, I was kind of beating myself up afterward. And he pulls me to the side. I was like, dude, you have to remember you were the Dante that was coming here three, four nights a week yeah. last year. And yes. right now you haven't trained like this in eight months. And oh. having to remember that was kind of tough. And But now it's stuck in my head. And I have to now yeah. pull myself out of that. You have to remind yourself of that. And I think, too, um, it's so funny. I had a similar situation. You know, Julia, um, I heard you guys recorded recently. I you need to go listen week. I was about to say it's not out yet, but I, I mean, you know, I got the scoop. I got the inside. Scoop. It's, it's we coming very soon. Right. I can't wait. Um, but it was, it's actually funny because she was, when I go back and I think about like that first time that I got back into jujitsu, you know, obviously other than with my husband, cause I will be open and admit I did have the luxury of having a little more mat time, obviously, cause we own the place. However, because we were shut down, I couldn't go for a while. I mean, you know, if we're shut down, we people can't yeah. see us like in their training and rolling and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was so funny because the first time um, I went to roll with her, oh my God, I was terrified. I think I may have told her this now. I didn't tell her then. Like now we're buddies and we're friends and we message and we, you know, text each other late at night. Like you want to roll tomorrow morning on Saturday morning or whatever. 
Um, so a really cool now, but it was funny in the very beginning. I was so nervous because um, she's been cleaning up at tournaments. She's been training. She has an awesome like home gym set up, right? So I was nervous out of my mind because I was like, she is going to slaughter me <laughs> because I didn't really know her. And I was so in that same mindset of like, oh my God, I haven't been training. I haven't been you know, doing all the things I did before, you know, when I used to drop my kid off at school and then go weight train for three hours and then do jujitsu, you know, four nights a week and go on the weekends and do all the same stuff. Um, it was nice because I was able to at least hold my own, obviously. Um, you know, we trained, it was a great experience, but I remember just that first time going back and I was like, oh my God. And we weren't even, it was not even for a tournament or anything. It was just like, she was coming to my house. Like, you know, she's coming to our studio to train. And it wasn't even, it was like, hey, do you just want to roll like a little bit? Cause we're both close in height and weight and stuff. And it would be good to roll. Um, but I knew she was getting ready for some tournaments. So I was really nervous. Mm -hmm. I was like, cool, I'm going to be your rag doll. Um, <laughs> But then I had a really good time and we're really great friends now. And I really love training with her. And I actually think one of the positive things about everyone kind of being at different levels, you know, is I feel like I'm being pushed by people that maybe I would not have expected to have pushed me before, you know, um, going in and training with her and feeling like, okay, I need to, I need to push myself but still have fun, you know, like we had a good time and it was so funny. Um, I hope she, I don't know if she'll listen to this. I'll go listen to hers. Maybe she'll listen to mine too. It was so funny. She called me um, a couple weeks ago for some jujitsu advice. And it was so funny because I just had to chuckle and be like, girl, I was terrified to roll with you the first time, like a, a couple months back. And now we're like swapping advice on what to do for making weight and matches and tournaments and jujitsu and being a female in the sport and everything. So it, it was good. And that's what I mean about, I at least do see that there is obviously, um, I mean, let's be real. Jujitsu is a great community community anyway. Right. So everyone's going to be cool, hopefully. Um, but it does still, it feels scary and weird to get back out there especially when we are in a situation where everyone is at different levels, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I think what's kind of what makes me nervous, at least about it is just in my experience with our three different gyms here, I know some of our guys are definitely, you know, competition minded. That's what they, yeah. you know, that's what they're there for. They're not there for any games. So mm -hmm. before when we were cross-trained with Crazy 88, when we were previously Ivy League, you know, th those guys were throwing wrist locks on people. <laughs> Just, it's like, whoa, wait a I minute. I guess a Tuesday night. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, like, you know, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was like a Monday night. And I step in. And this was when I was kind of getting into that groove now where I'm training as much as possible. And yeah. I go with one of their blue belts. And my athleticism kept me in the game. And then he wrist locked me. I was like, oh, uh -oh. so that's that's what we're doing now. Like, okay, cool. We're in prison. All right. I see how you guys want to play with these prison rules. And um, it, it was weird. But now being just a big family, it it's like, okay, now I have to keep that in mind with our guys at our gym. Because it's like, okay, 
you're on that level now too, where, um, you know, you're competing, you're, yep. you're in your training, you know, as such for me, I'm a hobbyist. I'm not there, you know, to compete. I think I'm an in-betweener. So, <laughs> if that's a phrase, I'm an, I'm a yeah. hardcore in-betweener. <laughs> and I think that's fair that, cause I think at one point that was my mindset too, where it's like, I want to be, you know, top, top level, but not, you know, sacrifice everything to be top right. level. Um, right. Also, you know, I keep in mind my age and 43 isn't the oldest, you know, it's not the end yeah. of the world, but you know, there are times where I'm just like, I just don't feel like it. And, and the thing is at, if I were 33 and I don't know if you've ever, cause you're, you're young. So I don't know if you've ever seen back to the future. Yes. Um, okay. Just check. I'm a human. Cause I've been watching a lot of Smurfs on HBO Max lately, and I've been thinking like I should just send this over to her, like, look, just watch right. this. And just we're gonna this one. Ha have a discussion. Um, but in Back to the Future, anytime anyone calls Marty Chicken, he he's like, "Why well, can't back down now?" You know yeah. if that if this were ten years ago, that's my mindset. You know, like, okay, you know, I got to do it. You know, and it's, some of that's still kind of there, but there are points of me. When someone might say, um, you know, why didn't you do this or why don't you do that or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But my response is because I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay to just not want to do it. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm I mean, old. I, I think one of the cool things that I have found in jujitsu, at least, and again, I've been really fortunate um, with the people I've encountered and trained with, even at other studios, you know, like Julie and I are not teammates. We are friends that train at different studios. And the funny thing is, um, man, when she gets promoted, we already did the math and there's a real good chance that we'll end up competing against each other, but that's kind of fun. You know, that's, um, obviously the scary fun part of it all. Um, but yeah, so, you know, just, thinking about making yourself get out there and do it and kind of whether you're in it as a hobbyist or an, you know, hardcore competition person. I think that's what makes it so hard, at least right now, because before the blip, before everything in the before times, I was so hardcore. I was top 25. I like got, got my ranking, got my sponsorship and all these things. And I was weight training and I hit all these PRs. I mean, and I loved it and I still, I love it. And I, I want to get back to that, but I have to be realistic. Like I'm not just going to go throw my kid at the LA fitness um, daycare for five hours because she's not in school. And I like, it would be easy for me to do that. Right. Like we decided to homeschool. I could just stick around the iPad and train for hours on end, but that's also not realistic for the long term. I feel like, like I am in this sport for the long term. And it was so funny, even when Julie and I were chatting the other day, um, just about, we were talking about that same thing about the longevity of the sport. Like what you do right now, you should consider the long term of the sport as well. You know, like I'm going to a tournament. Do I drop 20 pounds to be in whatever weight class? Cause that's going to somehow be better. Or I have to still live my life and train healthy and not get injured. You know what I mean? Like for the long term of the sport. So I feel like right now, especially for people that are kind of in that in-between phase, 
that is what is making it so hard is to figure out like, okay, long-term jujitsu, we've got all these precautions we got to take. Plus, I mean, let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Like, Hey, you're told to keep six feet away, keep your distance. You haven't been around anyone. And now we're going to go to jujitsu. It's a whole mental mind game right now that you have to figure out what your comfort level is, what you want from your training right now you know do i want to go back and be this hardcore athlete am i just doing it as a hobby am i only going to do private lessons am i going to go back to big group classes i mean it's just it's such a weird time right now you know it's definitely it's definitely a, a different you know I, I always hate terms like you know you know there's never been a time like this in in history cuz like oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you're right because it's today it's now (laughs) (laughs) so yeah like we definitely didn't have this last week either so but when you know i look at it's just how things are now i don't know i i don't feel like if i could you know well, I guess also when i say if i could out you know i would train as much as possible but also again with precautions because i don't want to go into you know, a situation where like, and granted, you know, like I said, I went up and trained with a different gym, you know, none of these guys I know, but you know, it's like, you know, I'm taking a risk there, but also, but see, that's also the hard part nowadays is when you're talking to people, don't you automatically feel the need to justify everything? I know I do. Cause people are like, well, we noticed your training again. I'm like, yeah, but it's with my tight circle and they're vaccinated. And like, it's just a whole weird, icky, weird thing. Right. When you try to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Cause like I thought about it and I always think about it. It's like, you know, I went down and trained with these guys. I don't know them. I don't know what their stance are on these things, but also, you know, my feeling with jujitsu and many things, uh, you know, as it relates to, COVID is, you know, precautions, you know, the big precaution is keep your distance, obviously. You know, you can't, welcome to jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, well, that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. like, well, when we first opened back up, it was just solo drills. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. was really weird. I was like, yeah, I'm all right. I, like, okay, we can go back to the Zoom classes for this. Like, just. Oh, you know. yeah. Good point. Yeah. But, you know, why, we were. Why do I have allowed, to not be in my PJs? Yeah, like, well, I mean, my gi is my PJs. Oh, right, my PJs, I like um, it. But, you know, then it became, if you have a training partner, especially for the kids' class, the parents would say, you know, we had a lot of siblings, so they trained yeah. together. Mm-hmm. We'd have, one of our really lopsided situations, we had an older brother, he's nine, and his younger brother's five, and the size difference is just <gasps> massive. Oh, I bet. And, you know, the five-year-old, well, it's six, you know, the six-year-old, he was one of my tinies before. So when this all, you know, when we came back, he's now in the little ninjas class. He's no longer one of my little guys. You know, he's not one of my tinies anymore, but you know, he's at the beginning stages of that. So when we're going over certain moves, cause for a small window of time, we didn't really have a direction cause we're yeah. in transition. So we didn't know yeah, what do we do? What, what the class was supposed to be. So I still had the old curriculum. And I was just going off of that. I was like, okay, we're going to do this because I know more than half of these kids. I've had them before. They know these moves. We're going to fine tune them. Yeah. And the younger brother, you could just see the younger and the older brother. 
it's, and I got always have to keep an eye on them because it's like, hey, 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 I, I know what you do as siblings at home. That's not here. But mm-hmm. um, but for the adult classes, we didn't necessarily have that luxury so much. So it did become a game of trust, which yeah. most of the classes that I was in, uh, my one teammate that I was training with solo, he was there. We agree, like, hey, we'll both show up for this class and we'll yeah. train together. And you drill together, you roll at the end together, you, we yeah. don't switch off to anyone else. But, you know, thinking about, you know, training elsewhere, yeah, it, it is kind of weird in that way where, again, you're putting a lot of trust into these people. Mm-hmm. But then also in my mind, too. I'm putting, even without COVID, I'm putting trust in you because I hope yeah. your nets are clean. I hope your gear is clean. I hope no one's walking around with staff, you know? Right. Oh, so definitely. It, it's and I, I think, I think too, um, and I know this phrase has been thrown around a lot too. It's, it's a lot about calculated risk, you know, like I, there's such a high chance obviously, again, not to try to get into all the statistics, because I'm sure there's some mathematician or scientist out there who knows way more than me, but... I, I hope um, they're listening to my podcast. That, right? That, I bet they are, right? Worldwide. Come on now. All the smarty pants people. Um, you know, it's calculated risk. We got our we got our vaccines and we're still being cautious. We're not going to run out and go do everything, but jujitsu is important to us at the end of the day. It's important to our family. It's um, a passion of ours, you know, that we have our own studio. We are so blessed to have been able to downsize. And the funny thing is, I think in a way it was a little bit a blessing in disguise um, because we we're able to be so much more tight knit now and our students are so, so great. I mean, I don't, hopefully they listen to this and they hear all the nice things I'm saying about them. Um, a lot of them take it very seriously. So we've had some, I think we talked about this last time. Um, you know, one of our guys um, would, he messaged us on a Sunday night and he was like, Hey, I had to travel for work. So just to be safe, I'm not going to come in for two weeks. Didn't want you guys to think I was ghosting you. I'm just trying to be cautious. So the nice thing is because we downsized, we're able to be, I mean, in my opinion, even a little more comfortable when we are there, because I know, I know small group of people, I know that everyone's being cautious, everyone takes it seriously. A lot of them work from home, like we're so lucky. And then too, because it's, you know, our home away from home, I'm able to also connect with other people offline and say, okay, well, you want to meet me at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday because I'm a stay-at-home mom and you've got the availability. Like, so in that respect, I feel like I have been able to like immerse myself more in jujitsu actually than I did before. Um, I just have to be a little more thoughtful about it. But in a way, you know, we've talked about mental health a lot before. Um, it's okay to be picky, I feel like in a way, because of everything, it has allowed me to be more thoughtful. And again, like you said, with someone having a clean gi or making sure that they're not going to hurt me. I mean, this is another thing you just have to consider when you're trying to pick a safe training partner. I want to be doing jujitsu for the next 20 years. So what's going to allow me to do that? Making sure that I'm training with people that are healthy and safe and not trying to wrist lock me. (laughs) You know, 
people that understand those things. And I mean, hey, age rage, right? Like I have my moments when I'm on the mat and I'm trying to go hard uh, because I want to get ready for a tournament. And I am already looking at tournaments and planning, but I think I'm going to be a lot, um, a lot different, I think, at this next level as I go into tournaments and train. And I think that that's, that's maybe a good thing. That's okay. I think it means that I'll be able to be in the sport for a very long time. I hope, knock on wood. <laughs> so thinking back to what you're saying about downsizing and having kind of a yeah. tighter knit group, that's something that I've always been very aware of. Just so social media wise is what I kind of get at. Um, one of the podcast groups that I work with, Nerd Rage Radio, uh, I always use them as an example because I help with the Facebook. And yeah. I think we had, I don't know what our numbers are now. Uh, I think we're still under a thousand followers. But that small group in, and it's would say, you know, 700 people, you know, 600, 700, 800 people is a small group in, um, in comparison to BJJ Wiki Flex. Yeah, um, I like it. I like how you just scooted that in there. But with something like that, and I was explaining this to um, my former teammate when we were talking about BJJ Wiki um, and, and his page, White Belt BJJ. Oh, yeah. Um, how, you know, at, at the time, BJJ Wiki's Facebook had 30,000 followers. And the thing is, I was like, look, Nerd Rage has 700. That has 30. This 700 is loyal. Right. That yep. uh, 30,000, I don't know anyone on there. You know, and so, you know, kind of thinking about it in that way, when you have, you know, the groups that are downsized, that smaller group, and you do have a stronger sense of lo loyalty now versus mm -hmm. having a bigger party where it's like, all right, well, you know, they might be over there doing something else now. And, you know, I can't keep tabs on them there, mm -hmm. you know. I, I don't know what's going on there versus that smaller group. It's like, look, we all know where we're coming from. We all know where we're here for. We have yeah, I feel like it's over. quality, you know, yeah. again, yes. quality over quantity. I mean, that's a, it's a real, real thing. Yeah. That's where I think a lot of things, you know, steer, I, I guess as you get older, especially, I think for me, it's like, like I, you know, listed off, you know, before recording, you know, three names specifically. And I was like, yeah. you know, that's that's a you know a grouping to me, you know that that's a tight group that I I look at as like friends, so you know when people you know and it's more so when you're younger it's like you know I have all the friends right like, you know, like relax buddy <laughs> like half of those friends aren't even clapping when you do well so like are they your friends but you know when it comes to a situation like this with training. You know, the smaller the group, the the mm -hmm. better, just because, you know, safety precautions, but also, like I said, you all know what you're there for. You're all kind of there for the common goal. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And I think, too, you're also then able to communicate better with your training partners if you only have a few and say, OK, I really want to work on this skill. I really need you to push me at this. You know, like, I'm so excited to train with William Moore. I mean, I man, she's gonna be a badass blue belt, that's for sure. So I need to step my game up. Um, but I like that. That makes me want to be better. It makes me want to be stronger in the sport. And 
if anything, I'm actually kind of, you know, I, I got my blue belt at the beginning of everything. So at first I was all feeling defeated and this sucks. I'd, you know, I've made a lot of jokes about like, I'm not even really a blue belt. I don't feel like I am because I got promoted in the middle of all this. However, I feel like it's allowed me to have a way better mindset going into it versus someone that, you know, the constant joke about like they get their blue belt and they disappear. Right. So, I mean, I didn't disappear and that's with a pandemic, a blip happening. So I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) So I am kind of in that weird bubble where I have been feeling like just lately is like, dude, I've been a blue belt for two years now i think yeah that seems right two years don't make me give you my years of how long i was a white belt (laughs) so i put up a post recently on instagram and i've I've been gonna the trolls have been coming back out lately oh well because they're bored you know everyone's at home they're bored they're being weird like well no within the past two weeks they've been coming out it's like okay. it's like i guess like, hey we can start opening the door you know the doors back up people can start going out it's like oh really let's go troll bjj wiki like, that's what they're doing like why but i put up some posts basically talking about I, I think it was um the face that your friends make when you tell them how long you've been training jiu-jitsu and you're still not a black belt oh yeah yeah i saw that one yeah and you know i had a few people saying you know they're a white belt for x amount of years i, I was a white belt for four years um, I think four years. Uh, I was a white belt for like six. <laughs> um, close to four years. I was coming up on year four. Yeah. I was coming up on the start of my fourth year before I got I got promoted um three years in or three and a quarter in, we'll say. But you know, looking at that when I got promoted and then that first year, you know, I got to it. You know, it wasn't a thought in my mind, like, let's get to the next. I was like, let's learn what I can right now and improve upon, you know, those fundamentals I learned as a white belt. And, you know, a year later, COVID hits, you know, we shut down. And now during all of this coming out of it, now I'm like, like I said, my timing and confidence was weird. I start feeling like, dude, am I a white belt again? But right. then I start thinking about like my knowledge when I am rolling with white belts. And it's like, well, I'm definitely not a white belt because I know certain things as far as, just, you know, just how to handle myself. Whereas, you know, you get a lot of white belts who haven't trained even, you know, anything. You know, you get your white belts yeah. that are wrestlers or white belts that, you know, do judo. You know, but it's like, yeah, you're not really a white belt. <laughs> you're oh, wearing right. a white belt yes. now, but. Like in two weeks, you're going to have a blue belt because you you have the knowledge. We just have to, you know, pinpoint where it's, you know, directed at. But, you know, I I also went through a mental uh, space where I was like, it wasn't so much like, do I want to quit as much as it's like, what am I doing with this? Like, what's next for me? You know, then, I you know, I had to, you know, just sit down with myself and I was thinking, it's like, you know, as many jokes as we make about the, the blue belt that quits, it's like, I, I don't want to be that guy. And it's not because of yeah. the jokes, but it's because a lot of stuff that I've always done as a kid, I've kind of gotten to a certain point and was like, okay, I think I know enough and then quit. And jujitsu especially is, is that activity, that sport, that hobby that you get to blue belt and you don't know shit <laughs> you know, oh yeah like, i feel like it just prepares you for all the stuff you need to do like yes you learn the basics and then the rest of it 
is, you know, there's always the saying, a black belt is just a white belt that didn't quit. You learn all the basics and fundamentals, and then now you got to spend, what, 10 years perfecting them, being able to recall them, being able to put them together in other flow patterns. I mean, yeah, I feel like once you get a blue belt, that belt is like, okay, you're ready for jujitsu now. Yes. (laughs) Cool. And that's what, when everyone asked me after I got promoted to blue belt, I was like, what's it feel like being a blue belt? I was like, doesn't really feel any different. I'm still just really a yeah. white belt. Just my belt is a different color. And also, I, you know, I'm no better than anyone else in here because yeah. I still need to learn. Just I feel like, like also a blue belt is a little bit, and not to, although I can say this because I'm a blue belt, right? So I don't, hopefully don't offend anyone. It's like you're a safer white belt, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's very accurate. I a know little bit. Whenever coach, whenever we would get new students, coach would immediately have me work with them. Yeah, uh, it was like I know you're safe. I know you, you know you can take them through the basics and the fundamentals without you know having to do a four roll and breaking their yes. neck because it's surprising how many adults can't do a, a somersault. I know. Or, or a cartwheel. I mean, a cartwheel is more, you know, a, a little scarier than a somersault. But, you know, we've had people come in. It's like, okay, you know, do a forward roll. And they're like, oh, what? And I show them. They're like, uh, uh, yeah. No, I can't do that. I'm like, how old are you? I'm 26. Huh, that's weird. <laughs> Have you played sports? No. Huh, okay. That makes a little sense. But still, I mean, did you do somersaults as a kid? Right. So, but yeah, I mean, that makes sense. So, you know, we're just basically a safer white belt. I mean, and not to, not to by any means discredit the blue belt. Like, look, I was, I felt like I was a forever white belt. Now, granted, that was when I first started jujitsu. We've talked about it a little. I mean, I was working full time, like a hundred hours a week, stupid career driven. Not that it's stupid to be career driven, not to offend you just mean I was more focused on my career than I was jujitsu. So I really just trained for fun, had no timeline of anything. And then also getting pregnant, having a baby, all those things. So yes, I was a white belt for a long time. And then finally getting that blue belt, I feel like it allowed me, you know, without being too cheesy to like open up my mind and be like, okay, these are complex movements. Um, that I am capable of. I just need to figure out how to do them. I need to slow down sometimes. I need to actually sometimes speed up. You know, one of the one things um, or one of the things that happened when I trained the first time with Julie, it was so funny. I was going in, um, but I wasn't going in fast enough. So my husband, who is my coach, he's like, what do you do? Like, you're just tactical standing like go and I'm like I'm okay I am but it's because I was so nervous to like get back in there and put myself out there but I feel like that's a lot of what being a blue belt is is you're at that level where you can no longer be afraid to put yourself out there because you have the fundamentals you have the basics that can get you through it um, and if you are rolling with anyone that's higher rank, they know that that's where you are too, because you have a blue belt and they know that. And anyone that has surpassed that blue belt level, I mean, I hope they're not out there to hurt you anyway. If anything, they want to help you. That's part of what's going to help them get their higher rank. You know what I mean? How much they put back into the sport is a big, I, I know at some schools that is a big um, component of getting promoted, you know? So when you're at that blue belt rank, 
I feel like it is very important to just like dive in to the jujitsu world head first, figure it out. Don't be afraid. Um, and I feel like at white belt, it's okay to be afraid and be a little spazzy. We all are. Everyone jokes about the spazzy white belt, but like the blue belt is just maybe a not spazzy white belt <laughs> a little bit. Like you're still learning. <laughs> that seems fair. Every blue belt's going to hate me for even making that um, comparison, but I, whatever. That's, I that's I'm their secure. problem. Not yours. <laughs> that, it's the it, ego for me, right? You got to work on the ego. And hey, I'm the queen of, I had an ego for a while when I would roll probably the year leading up to the blip and the, the before times, man, I was like hardcore. I was so salty if anyone got a stripe and I didn't, you know, whatever. So, but now I'm like, man, everyone's on a different journey. Train. That was the thing for me is seeing, well, just because when I was a white belt, I was a white belt for so long. Yeah. And we had another jump. So there's another gym, I guess, that was overseen by our coach in some capacity because he did their promotions. And I just happened to be off on a Saturday. They came up to visit and it was their promotion time. And I saw they promoted a couple blue belts. And I saw those blue belts. And I was like, is is it? To, right. I just happened to show up on the day to get promoted. No, it was all of their guys getting promoted. And I, I wasn't mad about it. But that was something that kind of, you know, kicked me into gear. I was like, okay, it's time to start busting ass. And but that's also not a bad thing because it, it makes you realize, yeah. obviously, at some level, jujitsu is your sport or else you would have felt nothing about it and been like, well, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's okay to have those feelings, I feel like. There was also this feeling, too, with, um, you know, going to another gym and rolling, you know, coming in as a blue belt. And, you know, because I think there are a lot of times people look at, you know, they say, oh, they got a blue belt, you know, let's test them out. Let's see, you know, you know, what what's their level yeah. of blue belt. I, I, feel like, I feel like with myself, it's kind of a good thing, but I, I feel like it's more of a bad thing in the long run is I'm a survivor. Like I defend very well. Like a couple guys had me like in bow and arrow chokes and they were deep chokes. Like, and I'm just sitting there kind of hanging out like, mm-hmm. like I'm going to work my way out of this, you know, it, it's in the back of my mind, I feel like, I don't know if I'm being disrespectful doing this, you know, it, the chokes were tight, but I'm also trying to work my way out of there. I'm not, you it's know, okay, though. I mean, yeah, I feel like you're also it. teaching them, right. You know, like, Hey, if they, can't land it on everybody. You need to rework it, man. Um, I think the only th- it chokes are tough for people to get on just because I have a short, stubby neck. So it is tough for people to get in there. Um, like I got arm barred twice when I went up there and it, there were weird arm bars. Like we got into a weird scramble and we came out and it was like, oh, wait, you still have my arm. Yeah, my arm. <laughs> um, but one thing I've during this, um, during this break, during the blip, like one thing that I've been, I've always kind of thought about it, but I've really been thinking about it now is like, I don't do things offensively. I, okay. I learn offense just so I could defend. I don't learn 
offense to execute. You know, I you know, and I think that's the thing too. You know, they say don't learn all the moves, just learn a couple that you, you know and get really good at them. And yeah, you figure out what your game is. I do have you know two things I, I tend to go to um, when all those fails. You know, I, I always worked Kimura um, just because that's a good control grip, gear no gi. Um, that's but, so funny. I've been working on Kimura more. Mine is not great. And I am, I always end up there and I can see it, but I just, I haven't been able to like genuinely land it I have, while rolling. At a teammate, when I first started, he had explained the importance of the Kimura to me. He was like, if you get that grip, never let go. Yeah. And that's always been my mindset. As soon yeah. as I, it's, even when, um, cause I have rolled with my coach, well, former, former owner, still coach. Um, I've rolled with him a little bit lately and he knows, like, I mean, he, right. he's not, he's not letting me get that Kamora at all. He, he I knows. always see it. I mean, oh, like I will, I Man. will see it. I will go for, I'm like, ah, there it is. And I just, I got to get past that point. I get the yeah. grip. <laughs> I, I love the Kamora grip. Just like I said, in no gi, especially because we don't have any grips like with the gi. Yeah. So I get the Kamora grip and wherever you go, I'm going with you. Um, and um, if I get mount, you know, I go for the Ezekiel, but oh, other, yes. otherwise I'm not really, you know, anything that we learn offensively, I'm only picking up the details so I can learn how to defend it because um, I'm not trying to get armbarred or choked unconscious via triangle. So those are, those are the things that happen with me. It's just, I, I feel like I need to start kind of focusing more on attacking and yeah. less on defending because it, like I said, it's a good, but it's a bad thing because the good thing is I'm stronger defending, but the bad thing is I'm too comfortable at defending. Like I just, well, yeah, because I know I can do it. So I just, I let myself get in bad spots and I'm like, well, worst case scenario, you're just going to get frustrated because you can't get it. And but, how did I not know you were an Ezekiel guy though? I love Ezekiel. That's my jam. Um, I don't really, I mean, honestly, probably never really, I never really talk about what, like, what I, cause I don't do much yeah, offensively. Well, all right. Yeah. So I don't ever talk about it, but you know, I'm always very open about being defensive and I put a bounty on my head at the gym because I was like, you know, for a few people, I told them like, look, if you can get me in the triangle and get me to tap, I owe you dinner. And like for the longest time, no one could get me. One guy got me in the triangle. But he doesn't count because he didn't hear about the stipulation. So, yeah. um, and he he had to adjust a lot. It, it, like it basically turned into the triangle happened because of his adjustments. But I just got to I got exhausted trying to keep up with his adjustments. It's like okay, I'm gonna go here. He followed me. Then you know he he scooch back a little bit. It, you know, kind of extend me. You know, I, I brush in like, okay, cool. Then he get my arm. I'll move my arm. He's like, okay, now I'm going to readjust. Let me grab my shin, you know, make this tighter. And it, he was working on that triangle for maybe a minute and a half. Just, just. That's constant. good though. I feel like a lot of times the half the problem is we give up a position too quickly. So you would be an ideal training partner to make someone, okay, you got there. You like, you got to keep trying. Yeah, and, and one of the things that was really cool with that that uh, training partner, um, I he has a gas tank that just never stops. I remember we would 
roll after class and I don't have the best cardio. I'm just stubborn or maybe dumb, but I just keep going. And you know, he, you, there was one, one time we could see he was getting tired. And when I, I saw, I was like, Oh, he, he does get tired. <laughs> so I pushed harder and nice. like, but then he had to spare. <laughs> so he then, you know, upped his, his, uh, moving movement a little bit. And it was a fun role. Um, shortly after he landed that triangle on me, I think maybe a month later, he got promoted to purple belt. So nice. that's one of those things in my mind too, where I'm like, well, you know what? Yeah. He was good. Yeah. He, he earned it. He's definitely a, a great training partner, a great grappler. Um, so I can't wait until we can get our morning classes back at, at our gym and train with him again because he was he was always very informative. Too. He had just a lot of knowledge and just a great guy. But, I think the, the biggest thing going back, especially as we see those people like that, that, you know, got promoted or got whatever, just having an open mind and being confident in our jujitsu. You know what I mean? Like I have to let go of the ego coming back to the mats because I cannot expect. And honestly, it actually doesn't have as much to do with, Oh, someone was single and they chose to train all the time or anything. It's just a matter of life. Honestly, you know, I mean, Hey, I'm a mom. We're a business owner. The world changed. So I don't have access like I used to. I mean, that could have happened regardless of a blip or pandemic or whatever. It could have just been a life circumstance that happened. You know what I mean? And then you are away from the mats. You come back to the mats and you can't come back and have some unrealistic expectation. I mean, I did for a minute. Like I said, I you know was so nervous to train with anyone else because I was like, oh, my God, I was good. And now I'm not. That doesn't. That doesn't matter. I don't think when you're getting back into training or you're acknowledging that you are coming back to continue, you know, it's not like I've been doing this for the past two and a half years or year and a half or however long everything has happened. So you just have to be realistic. I feel like going back into it. I will say that I can hear an echo. I can hear me. That's weird. Um, I will say, it, so it does it when I first start talking back up, oh. and then it goes away. It's creepy. It's like, is Dante, is that you? Well, I don't hear um, one on my end. I tried to send you a note, but I don't even know how this string yard works. I don't know if you I saw it. Okay. don't know. Hold on. It does, let's see. Okay. Show. Maybe. Oh, ooh, I don't know what that is. Okay, hi. Now that we're veterans uh, podcasting together, right? Um, one would think I know what I'm doing, but I do It's cool. I was just telling you my dog's being loud in the background. So for anyone listening, my dog, Daisy, she's, she's a loud one. It's, it's authentic. Um, I will say that there are times when I think about all this too. And I say, you know, with COVID happening and shutting us down that I, I, I use that as kind of a reasoning for me, but I think even prior to that, the schedule at our gym had changed up a little bit. So it, that really threw me for a loop just because when we moved to the new location, <laughs> the schedule changed and it really threw me for a loop. And I think mentally that, cause I'm a, you know, creature of habit. Yeah, so I'm used to Monday, Wednesday um, classes in the gi at seven o'clock. And I think there was one class in there that was no gi. 
Um, though it was no gi on Mondays after gi class and then wrestling after gi on Wednesdays. And then I think Friday we had a no gi class. So, you know, you're used to this schedule and then it changes. And me, I'm very much a, a child. So with that change, you know, I threw a mental temper, temper tantrum. And yeah. I was like, well, I don't want to do this. I don't like the schedule now because it's dumb. It it's no fun anymore. <laughs> but in reality, it wasn't even that much of a change. It's just it went from Monday to Tuesday, from Wednesday yeah. to Thursday. And, I, you know, I, I kind of say, well, COVID did this, like, you know, it, it you know, threw me for a loop. But really, it, it's just I threw myself for a loop when the schedule changed. And I just kind of yeah. said to myself, it's like, look. You know, you got to kind of get back to to the familiarity of it all. Yeah, I mean, I think, and it's so funny you talk about getting back to the familiarity of everything. Um, I think one of the good things about people that I think number one, we're going to have a lot of people that are going to be new to jujitsu that have been stuck at home. Now they're wanting to try something, and this is the thing that they decide to try. So I think that we're going to have hopefully a surge of new people trying the sport. But then also, I think we're going to have people that come back with like a renewed love for the sport, I hope. At least those people, those of us that stopped training, that weren't training as hard, weren't able to, regardless of the reasons, job, finance, relationship, children, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like the whole world was changed, regardless of your reasons why. Um, so I think that's you know going to be the plus. Um, and then just kind of getting back on track with what your goals are I think is the big thing I made a lot of mental health goals during you know all of this so now this is my opportunity to put things in action right you know like okay I gotta be confident and get back on the mat um and then one of the things I'm doing it seems so silly is I've started getting up early to walk my dog the reason I've been getting up early to walk the dog is because I'm getting ready to start back with the gym membership. So I'm going to start getting back, you know, getting up early. That'll be the only time I'm a mom, like that I can go to the gym and weight train and stuff. So just, <laughs> just um, making those incremental changes to get the outcome that you want. You know, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I, we had figured out that we were going to get our vaccines and kind of making our plans of like what we are going to do and what we're still going to be cautious about, and, you know, we're going to um, start weight training again. So I decided then like, okay, do I wait until the night before that I've decided I'm going to magically make myself wake up at 6 a.m. to go weight train that I haven't done in like a year and a half? Or do I start making changes now that are going to help me down the road? And I think it's the same thing with the jujitsu. Maybe you weren't able to train as much, but you got to make incremental changes to try to get the outcome that you want down the road. So for me, I walk my dog now so that in a month or so now I'm in a good habit and I'm going to get up and go weight train. Although the funny thing is now that I've connected with so many different people, I actually have a friend that lives just down the road and he has a um, garage gym and he was like, I'll just get you a key fob and you can use my garage gym. I mean, he's like ex CrossFit guy. So I may not even have to end up going to the regular LA fitness, but just in general, making those little changes, I feel like, um, are what are going to kind of help us get through and realizing that it's not going to be the same. I think that's the biggest takeaway, right? It's not 
everybody, if you're listening, it is not going to be the same. And if it is the same for you, then praise Jesus, hallelujah, you found some secret sauce and like your jujitsu is fantastic, right? I mean, that's my soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a, I think that's something that should be just kind of a considered overarching thing for the past year and everything is that it's not going to be the same for everyone. You know, like where you left off and where you're coming back to, you know, everyone's different in that regard. So, you know, again, a lot of people, they're able to continue their training in secret, you know, like little secret fight clubs (laughs) underneath the bar or behind bowling alleys. I always joke. So what's wrong with people? You're not supposed to. The first rule is don't talk about it. Hey, I'm just saying I've seen some stuff on Instagram and they broke the rules. Um, I always joke because our gym is behind a bowling alley. So I just tell people like, hey, you can meet me behind a bowling alley. We can do this. Wondering if they're like, oh, really? Like, no, like, like go to the gym. You're a weirdo. <laughs> I don't want to like fight you behind Applebee's. Uh, Applebee's seems like the kind of place where people would get into fights behind. Like, it just seems like the kind of place that yeah, it's like, hey, like you want to go to Applebee's? Yeah, sure. Let's get some riblets and then let's go out back and fight. So I don't know. I just always have these weird thoughts about Applebee's. I don't, are, like, does Applebee's still exist? I'm going to have to look that up. I know I, there's a few out here. There's like two that I know of. But well, there's a lot of chilies too, which I feel like is the same thing. Yeah, the chilies and Applebee's are the same things. Um, yeah, right. TG, wait, TGI Fridays. <laughs> yeah, TGI Friday. Like they all, they're all in that category. I feel like if you have a gift card to one, you should be able to take it to any of them because I have an Applebee's gift card. I, I don't know if it's still any good. I've had it for three years. I got it at work. I think it's for 25 bucks, but there are no Applebee's around. And I don't want to give it to someone for Christmas because if there's no Applebee's around, that's just like me handing off my junk to someone else. I mean, Plus, what if I run into one? The potato skins on the menu, they're all the same, right? I think all of yeah. those restaurants have the same like menu. <laughs> yeah, you get your mozzarella sticks, you get six of them, you get your potato skins, you get your um, loaded baked potato, you get your, your wings, you know, the overpriced wings, you know, all the same things on all the same menus. So if you got an Applebee's gift card, take the TGI Fridays. I'm sure they'll cash it in and take the chilies. They'll cash it in. Um, I'm taking the sizzler. Like, I know there has to be a sizzler somewhere out there. So, um, but yeah, like ultimately, yeah, everyone's coming back different. Everybody ended different. Everybody's coming back different. You can't judge your progress or lack thereof on, you know, what someone else is doing. And I say lack thereof because I know that that's I'm definitely in that category when, when it comes to it. And it's not based off comparing to someone else. It's based off of looking at right. the opportunities that I did have to train and opportunities I passed up on, you know, I did get some opportunities to train and I took those, but there are other opportunities that I just, you know, kind of passed on. Cause it's like, again, you just don't know what people. So, I mean, I had a few opportunities for some tournaments early on and I had to look at some of their guidelines and rules and safety precautions and just make a decision that I, it was still in the new phase of everything, right? Like we didn't know, Oh my God, uh, flesh eating bacteria, right? Like you, we had no idea. 
Um, so I passed on quite a few in the beginning, just because I was like, again, you know, we're, I'm a mom, all these other things that go into effect. It's not just, there's a tournament, I'm going to do it. And I, I feel like too, now what I'm running into, and again, mental game, I got to get over it too. I don't have all the answers. Um, you know, I'm looking at tournaments now and I'm a new blue belt and I haven't competed as a blue belt yet. Um, so that's the hard part too, is it's like, oh man, I want to get back out there on the big competition mat. I would love to get my feet wet in some of the smaller tournaments as a blue belt. However, um, at least as far as I can tell, IBJJF is doing a pretty good job of, you know, keeping things in check and temperature and no spectators and all that kind of stuff. So if I'm going to do it, it's going to probably have to be a big IBJJF one first. So, so that was going to be a question. Um, I didn't know if you knew or not, if they're allowing and, spectators. Uh, yes. Uh, so at a lot of them, as far as I know, and the people that I am close with, they are not allowing spectators because we've also started working on our calendar now that we're both vaccinated, my husband and I. Um, and a lot of them, even still the ones that they're posting for summer and stuff, um, no spectators. Um, so, you know, that's going to be, that's sticky, especially when um, it's so funny, you know, when you're the athlete and my husband is the coach and then we have a kid before, you know, we've talked about it before when I was on, um, that was like our family outings, right? Like she would come, he would compete, I would watch her and then I would compete and then he would watch her and our dynamic has changed a little bit. But so there was, or there is, um, IBJJF taking place in Detroit. I know Julia and I were just talking about that actually. Um, one of my teammates, he came up to me last, what was it, Thursday night? Because uh, he knows I'm from Detroit, and every yeah. chance that he gets, he has something dirty to say about Detroit every time. <laughs> um, so he he needs to go listen to the recent episode. Well, now it's not recent because by the time this comes out, but a couple weeks back, uh, I had a couple friends on from Detroit, and we got into towards the end of the podcast. Like it became very passionate. Uh, like, look, man, I love my city, and I hate oh, that yeah. we're joking. That it is like, oh, I, I listened back to it. I was like, dude, I'm surprised I didn't cry. Like that, I was starting to really like Boy. get serious. But, um, <laughs> but you know, he he comes up to me, a teammate. He goes, hey, Detroit opens coming up. I think I might sign up and go. You trying to go with me? I was like, uh, I mean, you know, it would it be nice to go back? You know. You see the area again, but you know, and didn't matter. It it sold out quick. Yeah, which yeah. which is kind of a shocker for Detroit. It's like who like why are people signing up to go to Detroit so quick? Relax. Because there's not a whole lot of other tournaments, so they're doing what they can get. That's what I. I mean, that's what I think at least from the people mm. I know. <laughs> Damn, but it's Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> right of all places. It's like I know you know jujitsu, but they know guns. So, like, <laughs> relax. Like, like, they you will you will get robbed. Um, no, but just again, joking. I love my city. Um, it would have been nice to you know possibly have gone up there, but you know since there are no spectators, it would have been kind of a wasted trip for me because I'm you know yeah. couldn't compete. So there's that, and also yeah, that's the thing too in my head, just not having not competed at blue belt. 
that's a yeah. like I'm nervous about that. Just that yeah. idea. I was like, I mean, I would love to get like a couple small tournaments under my belt, um, do a couple, and then. But I feel like honestly, I'm okay with that. I think that's a good challenge that I need, especially um, with my husband being my primary coach. You know, we we do have some other um, some other coaches at the school and stuff, but obviously since we it's our studio and everything he's the main person i train with um i'm gonna have to like put my big girl gi pants on and go to some stuff by myself which i admire the athletes that do that but you know i i like having he's there on the side and my daughter's there cheering for me like i love all that stuff and i think that's going to be a big shift in um competition now you're not gonna be able to have that you know I used to have tournaments and like man the whole damn family would come I would invite my mom and my best friend would come and they you know I felt like a rock star like oh here's my walkout music right you know like we don't have that anymore <laughs> we just recently had a grappling industries take yep. place up here um which it was it was good it's weird being on Instagram having BJJ wiki and knowing people and then you see oh you were just yeah. you're down the you street from it? us yeah. you like you're in my neck of the woods like that's, that's cool so but you know tournaments like that you know those have been taking place yeah. um out here I, I think we i don't know if we had a naga recently but grappling industries for sure you know stuff like that just to kind of get your feet wet again yeah. and that's, that's what i want but it, I don't know. I always feel like when I, you know, say things like, oh, you know, grappling industry is good fight, Naga, stuff like that. You know, the smaller tournaments is like, that's not the, you know, say, oh, you guys, you know, weaker competition. Not not by no. any means. Cause, it's just a um, smaller setup so you can focus more on, okay, I'm going to walk in the door. The mouth yeah. right there. Let's go. IBJJF, there's a lot more things you do when you walk in. <laughs> well, I mean, there are a lot of times, you know, you have a bigger bracket size yeah. at IBJJF versus if you go to Naga, you know, you might have five, yeah. you know, sticks in your bracket. You go to IBJJF. And well, if you're a dude, sorry, I had to yeah. plug that in there. <laughs> yeah, true. That is true. Not as female um, masters. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, one of my teammates, he was, when we did the DC, no, no, not DC Open. Um, DC Opener wasn't his bracket wasn't that large, um, but maybe it was. He wouldn't. It might have been the DC Open, or it could have been. I feel like it was DC Open though. One of his brackets had seventeen people in it. Holy crap! At a uh, blue belt, he was he was twenty five. So nice. And in my head, I'm just thinking like, wow. Um, yeah. I think in the gi, he, it, I, I could be incorrect. It might not have been the DC Open, um, but you know, like in the in no gi, he went out quick. But I don't think the brackets he had as many people, but it was still a pretty decent number of people in the bracket. Um, but just thinking about that, that's one thing that comes to mind too at tournaments. You know, just the yeah. cost of them, and it's like, yeah. You know, if I only got two people, three people in my bracket and I, you know, I pay a hundred bucks, it's like, uh, but if you got, well, especially that's where grappling industries, you know, becomes a key because it's round robin. Yep. So you paid a hundred bucks, you're probably going to get four matches, you know? Yeah. So it's like, okay, I, f I feel confident in that versus if I go to IBJJF, I might sign up. I know the first DC open we had, uh, 
you know, one of my teammates, his opponent didn't even show up. And then I think after some waiting around, his opponent did finally show up. Um, I think like maybe 45 minutes later or something goofy oh like gosh. that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but those things play in my head. You know, the, yeah. you know, this is more just excuses for me, but still. <laughs> There's stuff in, in the back of my head. Um, well, no, I mean, there are things you weigh out, though, too. There's also like... Not right now, obviously, but before, you know, when I had all these tournaments <clears throat> and all these matches, you have to weigh out to like, all right, rate of injury, like I'm going to pay this money. And then you also have these other tournaments and you have to kind of figure out, at least if you're going for your ranking with IBJJF and your um, more points for this, or if you get first or how many people are in the bracket. I mean, I think once you start really diving into it, I mean, it's a like it's a whole math mental like plan it out so i think the smaller tournaments there's nothing wrong with them but they're awesome i think to go do first and figure out also too to figure out your game plan i mean at least for me as a a blue belt i mean i guess i'm not still a new blue belt because i've had it for a while but i'll be a new competing blue belt and you know it'd be nice to kind of figure out my game plan you think of your game plan right ahead of time, but to actually put it in action on a smaller scale before you go to the larger scale, I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. And again, you know, those smaller tournaments, I think Naga used to be considered, you know, kind of one of the big boys. Yeah, I feel like Naga is like a, a moderate. It's, you know, I hear um, Naga was at the same place that IBJJF was that and i had done both tournaments and they felt almost the exact same in size and you know layout and everything um i'm not sure because you know i'm late in the game with just getting into the jiu-jitsu world but if i remember correctly reading like naga was one of like the first like you like america like tournaments in the u.s i would believe that um, and then, you know, everything under that, you know, was like, again, you know, grappling industries, good fight, things like that. Um, new breed. Yep. Um, and again, that's Copa, not the American grappling industries, Copa. I'm trying to remember all of them. Um, I'm trying to think there, yeah, there's, there's, uh, quite a few. And that's again, not the, you know, knock any of those other tournaments saying no. they aren't. You know, I think they're important, especially yeah. if you are trying to compete at a larger scale. You need to go do those other tournaments. And I mean, also, because we're talking about the fees. Come on, man. You pay the big IBJJF fees to you want to make sure you're going in there ready. Yeah, <laughs> ready well, exactly. <laughs> it's like you can do a tournament where they're like, look, man, it's 70 bucks to do this. And, you know, that's just, that's just that. I had a tournament one time. I feel like maybe it was Copa. I don't, maybe it was Copa. Um, And also it is obviously a little different for us ladies. We don't get um, quite the number of matches, (laughs) Um, especially if we weigh more than like, you know, 105 pounds um, because the weight brackets are a little different for females. But anyway, I digress. I'm not salty. Um, I had done... Copa and I remember I was a white belt and they had been there like all day waiting right they had said yes you're gonna have a match and one of the refs comes over and they finally like pull me aside I mean this was like one of the guys it was it was the ref and like whoever was running the big event he was like okay listen here's the deal if you want a match you're gonna a 
have to fight this blue belt over here because she's the only other female that's doing gi. And I was like, okay, let me, all right, okay, I'm, I'll, I can do that. And then my only option for no gi, because I was doing gi and no gi, um, was like, whatever the highest check mark of like, you know, beginner, expert, expert, XX expert, right? Um, I think one of them was a brown belt and one was a purple belt and I was a white belt and they were like, well, these are your options. And I was like, I'm going to take that little blue belt match and then go home and call it a night. Whether I win or lose, I am not trying to do a nogi match against a brown belt just so that I can have a match. But that's what I feel like. And again, maybe it is a little different for females, but that's what I mean about you to kind of think out your game plan and what you're going to do and what could happen at these tournaments. One of my teammates, she at an odd competition. She that's what she encountered. She had to, you know, she was a blue belt, and at you know she ended up going against a, a higher rank purple belt in a match. And what was really scary? So my teammate, she's had knee surgery, and that purple belt jumped guard. Oh, and we like everybody just gasped. She she was fine, but it was like, oh my lord. But, you know, I, I've seen, you know, those brackets just get really squirrely for the females. Yeah. And my uh, first tournament with the uh, new breed, I'm pretty certain that just from my age bracket, there was no one else there. So they threw me into another group. And um, I think because uh, it's weird because I was 39. So I was still in that 30 to 39 bracket. So I was probably going against 30 year olds, which, you know, whatever's whatever. But I don't think the weight was accurate because the guy I went against first, I'm pretty certain was 185. Like, they, they, uh, they, they just, no, he wasn't 185. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm certain of it. The guy that I went against in the finals, probably, because I think it was like between 174 and 180. 170 something and 184.9. Okay. Uh, he was probably in that bracket on the lower end. I was definitely on the higher end because I had to jump on the treadmill that morning to make sure <laughs> that I was under. And even going in, because the, the gym or, or the arena is eight minutes from my house. So, right. um, you know, I rushed up there to weigh in that morning and I, you know, I jumped on the treadmill. My scale said I was 186. And I was like, well, look, man, we just moving up. So I get there and the guy asked me to weigh in and I had on my shoes. He goes, you want to kick your shoes off unless you want to move up a division. And I was like, I mean, I'm already there. And so, I, you know, I just took my jacket off, took my shoes off, empty my pockets. I get on the oh, scale right. and I, I made it. I was like, wow, this was, then I was like, maybe my scale's off because I weighed myself, you know, just in, in you know, my um, sh- uh, shorts and um, a t shirt at home. And I was 186. And I was like, ah, like, I'm not, or no, I was uh, 185, like in, in the mid range. And I had to be 184.9 at the most. I was like, this isn't going to go over well. But I don't think. I don't think it mattered because I think there's no one in my bracket anyway. And they just said, Hey, you're going to go with these guys. That's the nice thing. I, I think though about the smaller tournaments is you, at least in some of them, you don't get like immediately disqualified. They're like, all right, let's see where we can put you. 
go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're just like, eh, look, buddy, you paid your money. Yeah, like, glad you're Have a good time. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. Um, Naga, I have this Naga hoodie. It was so funny. I was telling Zach um, when I ordered my new hoodie, I was like, I really need a new one. So I have this old ancient naga hoodie from like the first tournament that i did but i just love it it's my favorite because it was such a fun experience and like got my first hoodie you know it's his naga fighter like i feel like a badass i'm not you know i feel all hard when i wear it and i'm working out with my like my hood pulled up but you know whatever <laughs> i get so all my t-shirts all my t-shirts from the gym I don't know that I ever pay for any of them. Somehow, some way, Coach always gave me a T-shirt. And one of the shirts was a Ivy League Boxing Club. And right. I love that shirt. Because, first yep. of all, the, the, it has the Maryland flag on it. And if you know anything about Maryland, we love our flag. Like, like we put that flag on anything and everything. I'm surprised I haven't put it on any of these mugs yet. That's funny. Um, I'll probably do it tonight. Do it. Do it. Put it on the inside so that when you're done drinking your coffee, someone's like, what the, wait, what? Yeah, they were like, get done drinking. It's like, is there a Maryland flag at the bottom of my mug? You should um, please do that. <laughs> uh, but I, I always would wear that shirt. And yeah, there was just like, I felt different wearing that shirt. Because first <laughs> off, the Maryland flag, but it said boxing club. And it was like, I couldn't box to save my life. Yeah. But I was always like. Are you like, kidding me? The side of my hoodie, the arm says fighter on one side. And it says like, <laughs> now the fighter on the front. Like when I wear it at the gym, dudes are always like, oh, I'm a doctor. I'm like, no, I got my hood up. Don't mess with me. I'm a fighter. Like, I'll kill you. Like, no, not really. Like, we're, I'm joking. <laughs> well, that's funny because whenever people see me you know, with jujitsu stuff on or, you know, people know that I train, people always make, you know, you know, silly joking comments like, oh, like, no, he'll kill everybody. And it was like, dude, I'm probably the safest person in here. Which is what I think is so funny because I get the same thing. Like I used to have a group of friends and we would go out and do stuff, you know, like we're a bunch of girls, we're doing stuff. They would always be like, oh my God, I feel so safe because Paige is here. She's our like, bodyguard person i'm like y'all have you ever seen grappling like if someone's got a gun like i don't i can't jujitsu that what i'm not the bodyguard <laughs> i'm just, a nice cuddly one i want to hug i want to like fight hugs with everybody and then we tap and we go get margaritas after like that's not angry don't make me the bodyguard <laughs> i've said to my cousin in the past like i've, I've had like a few family members always say, oh, you do martial arts, you do jujitsu. Cool. Well, what if I have a gun? I'm like, well, do you have a gun on you right now? No. All right. Then well, I'll choke you. <laughs> then you're going to get your ass beat. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like no hypotheticals. Do you have one now? No, you don't. Okay. That's, that's okay. My, my favorite, though, is when, um, well, first of all, I need some more tournaments to happen because I need to update my wardrobe since all I wear is jujitsu tournament tees. Like that's all I wear. Um. My favorite is when people assume that it's like my husband's or my boyfriend's right t-shirt. Like, oh, does your does your hubby compete? I'm like, no, this is me. And I love it. I, I secretly I love it so much. <laughs> well, sometimes you just gotta let them know. Like, don't don't let them disrespect you. My favorite is though when, especially because down here in Atlanta, like obviously there's a it's a pretty big for tournaments that Atlanta Open when you see someone wearing the same Atlanta Open t-shirt that you have from like years back like I saw someone I don't know I feel like we were at Whole Foods and dude was rocking the same old school 
Atlanta IDJJF Summer Open, the, the big circle one with the red on it. I think it was from like, I don't know, four years ago or whatever. And you're just like, yeah, like you get all excited because you see someone in a jujitsu shirt. I love it. <laughs> I think we've only had our first DC Open was four years ago. Uh, Actually, what's today? Uh, I think four years ago to the day. Um, Or at least, no, 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 no. Uh, Four years ago, uh, the 8th. The 8th was uh, four years ago was the first DC Open. And then I think that was two days. And then the next year was two days. Then it shrunk down to one day. And then COVID. So was it uh, maybe we because I've gone to two of them, at least as a spectator. And then the third one would have been last year. So um, and I, I haven't seen any news about a D.C. Open, but I, I feel kind of like, look, Detroit gets to have a, a, a IBJJF. D.C. should get one, dude, because, I mean, come on, Detroit. I mean, when's the last time they made the playoffs in anything? That's depressing. Um, anyhow, so I thought I had a, uh, a question just to kind of bug you because Ooh, I was trying awesome. to, ask, well, I can't no, I, cause I didn't write any notes down. Cause I was like, I'm going to like pick a pop culture question to like, just oh, like, but you always give me, you always think you've got a good one. And then I'm like, no. Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. That's just my whole thing. I just look for like crappy pop culture questions from like the early 90s, late 80s that you wouldn't have any response to. And I was like, "Eh, just prove another point. When I was a toddler. But otherwise, uh, we have been chatting for quite a bit here because as as we know, once we get on here, we can we can talk for I, I was joking with a buddy earlier today because i'm going to record with him um soon and he was joking because i asked him hey you want to record your uh podcast after mine you know because you know, we're probably going to be talking for about three hours yeah and he was like no nah, we'll just do a six-hour podcast on yours i got to break the record somehow i was like <gasps> okay well that'll get edited down to five but and then cut up into five episodes from there Oh my gosh, I would talk longer. It's just man, the kid and the dog and I'm I'm tired. And I think what am I gonna do? I think I'm gonna hit the rower tomorrow. I was supposed to work out today, but honestly, I was like, you know what? I need to be able to have energy to talk. Um in this little podcast later. And I was tired as I'll get out, but it's okay. Well, I appreciate that. Um and honestly, like, I'm glad you messaged and, you know, want to, you know, discuss this topic because it had been something I was thinking about. I just didn't really think like, yeah. hey, you know, let me bring because whenever I bring guests on, I don't necessarily have a specific topic most of the time. So it's usually like, hey, you want to be a guest? Yeah. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> well, I always message you mostly because I'm a stay at home mom and I have these topics that come to my head and I'm like, I don't have anyone to talk about these things with. Let me hit up BJJ Wiki and tell him I want to talk about them. <laughs> so I will say this. You are now the record holder for <gasps> appearances for now. Marilyn Phil will be on an episode uh, probably in three or four weeks. So you'll okay, be tied so then, again. So then I need a plan 
okay, I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to think of topics now. They're going to come to me like and tomorrow, man. I feel like my wife has been on three episodes. All right. I'm okay to hold second place to your wife. That's all right. I'm, so I'm okay with that. But I'm any of the other normies, normal people out there. I'm starting to like, like try to think through who's been on multiple times. I think it's only been um, you, my wife, Marilyn, Phil, uh, Matt Savage. That's, oh, and then uh, my guest I just had in town recently, they've been on twice each. So, nope, you're, you're, you're ahead. So, um, but uh, before we get out of here, anything you want to shout out? <sighs> Flex Pro Meals. I mean, you know, I got to do my little plug in for my flights for meals. They've helped me uh, stay sane and at a healthy, (laughs) manageable um, weight during COVID and a pandemic, even though, um, you know, life happens. Yeah, I think that's my only, my plug-in Flex Pro Meals, discount code BJJMama20, they rock. And I just realized you always ask me if I have a plug-in and I never say like, go check me out on Instagram, but go check me out on Instagram. Um, I'm all about family, jujitsu. I don't know. I'm trying to think, what am I all about? You follow me. I'm all about positive vibes, environment, or yeah, empowerment empowering women and anyone that just feels like they need to pick me up. Right. You know, like love yourself, love your sport and be a good human. So follow BJJ mama and eat flex for meals. Discount code BJJ mama 20. That's all I got. (laughs) Actually. um, One thing that I did see the other day is um, another meme account. He, also has uh, shirts and merchandise, and he had a shirt that said "DJJ oh, Mama." Oh, you tagged me in it. I saw it. Oh, it made me so happy. When I saw it, I, I was like excited, but then I was like mad because, like, why did I not think to do that? He uh, beat me to it. Um, I, I mean, I've seen the like BJJ Mom or like Jujitsu Mom. Yeah. Although I have to say, my only qualm, a lot of those are the shirts that are like. The moms that don't train that wear them at tournaments for their kids. I want one that says like BJJ mama because I'm a jujitsu mom that fights or something that alludes to like because I do jujitsu, not because I support jujitsu. I'll I'll do it. (laughs) Make that happen. I'll make it happen. I'll 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 figure it out. Um, Put that on a shirt. But um otherwise, thank you as always for coming on and being my guest. And Anytime. I'm going to be thinking of topics now, you know, (laughs) you're my like adult uh, conversation since I don't like, you know, I'm a mom at home with a five-year-old. I don't talk to adults a lot. So this is how I communicate with the outside world. (laughs) (laughs) Well, glad to, glad to be able to help in that regard. Um, And, you know, everyone who's been listening, thank you. Uh, Just always being supportive of all of you. Um, You know, the numbers, you know, continue to grow. And I do appreciate that. So I'm not sure what's going on out there, how that's happening, but thank you all for sharing. Thank you for listening. Uh, you know, make sure also uh, follow my good friend, Zach over at student BJJ on Instagram. Also check out the website, studentbjj.com. He's got, um, you know, great memes, great merchandise, uh, you know, 
great articles over there and just technique videos. He, he's a really good dude. Uh, we were talking about him before yeah. we started recording. I can't say cool. enough good things about this guy. Um, you know, and also make sure you check out uh, the Deep Half podcast. Um, I'm trying to remember <laughs> who's on it. Uh, it's uh, Danny Patrick BJJ. My BJJ is okay. And Jits underscore bitch. Those three individuals um, frequent Instagram and they have a podcast. So go check them out. And also, um, I'm trying to, you know, peddle merchandise now. So with Maryland uh, flags at the bottom. Yeah, I'm going to get some things with Maryland flags hidden on all the merchandise now. Um, go uh, check it out. I don't know. There's a link in the, in the, in my profile because in my link tree. So I'll uh, link that in a, wow, I can't think of words right now, but I'll, I'll put the links in there and go check it out. I'm, you know, now that I figured this out and I got like this little app on the computer, I'm, you know, making neat little designs. I feel like I'm the next Calvin Klein. He does things right. So I think I'm like a fashion designer now. In reality, I'm just a dude with a computer. So um, check that out. But um, otherwise, thank you, everyone. I do appreciate you all. Um, you got any questions, concerns, want to be on the show, reach out to me. Julia did. And she, yes. she was a guest. So please, you know, I'm a nice I'll follow guy. her. I think yes. she wants followers. I don't know. <laughs> I um, yeah, yeah, I, so I have everything set up for her episode. So I linked her. So she, okay. I mean, she's going to get some followers now. Plus well, I, girl, go check her out. She's like she, throwing triangles and taking names. Yep. yep. I've been posting her uh, victories with the <laughs> triangle choke. So go out there, check her out. But um, otherwise you guys keep listening and I will continue to keep making these episodes. Thank you all. Bye. I do this every time I forget I have to hit in broadcast twice. They publish it. Now let me see his song.